0: Listening to SBS on the money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Hi, everyone. It's your
1: daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Monday, the 5th of September 2022 from the SBS newsroom. Later, we'll preview tomorrow's Reserve Bank interest rate decision, but first to some increases in welfare payments, including the age pension. It will rise by 4%. The maximum rate of pension will rise to just over $1,026 per fortnight for singles and nearly $1,550 per fortnight for couples. Now, it's the biggest lift in 12 years and part of a biannual review to keep up with inflation. But is it enough? Marcus Miguel Economos spoke earlier with Ian Henschke from the National Seniors Australia.
0: Well, pensioners are going to get about $20 a week increase in their pension, but you've got to remember that this is compensating for the inflation that we're having at the moment. So when you say it's the largest rise for more than a decade, well, that's because we've seen the largest rise in inflation for more than a decade. And what National Seniors is saying is that the government should consider adjusting the pension every three months when we've got runaway inflation. So uh, if they were going to try and compensate people for inflation it would be better to do it every three months rather than every six months. Is it enough for them or is it a drop in the ocean? Well it's a standard practice that we adjust the pension every six months and what we're saying is that because we've got runaway inflation it would be a good move to adjust the pension every three months when we get uh, CPI figures coming out. So I think it's uh, something the government should consider. What else would you like to see? Well, we surveyed our members recently, and 20% of them said that they intended going back to work. And one of the reasons they wanted to go back to work was because they needed the money. And so we were pleased last Friday when the government announced it would increase the pension work bonus by $4,000. But we understand this will be from December, and it's a one-off at this stage, which will cut out in June. We think that pensioners should be allowed to work more, those that want to work should be allowed to work more and keep more of their earnings because they are suffering at the moment with high cost of living and also high rents. One of the biggest predictors of pension poverty is if you are renting and you don't own your own house. So it's really important that we recognise that rents have been going up, in some cases by 20 and 30 per cent in the last year and that's an area where people are really struggling. We know that 20% of pensioners live in poverty and it's no coincidence that around 20% of pensioners don't own their own home. More than $42 billion in dividends pumped out to investors this month. Retirees are large share market investors. Will this help them? Well, look, one of the things that's been happening over the last few months has been that interest rates have been going up. That's been bad, obviously, for people that are paying a mortgage. And let's not forget, plenty of pensioners are still paying off their own homes when they get to retirement age. So uh, interest rates going up might be good for people who are saving, but we also have to remember that there are many people who still are paying a mortgage when they uh, reach pension age. So it's a mixed blessing. Uh, as far as dividends going out and the dividends get paid out by shares and uh, various other things, that will help people in some, to some extent. But look, the share market's had a very bumpy ride, so I'm not sure that people are feeling all that comfortable. This is why we're saying to the government, you need to adjust the system so that people, when they go and work, Can get a bit more than what they're getting at the moment which is what we're saying but uh, which is what they've done what we'd like to see is a new zealand style system where people work and pay tax The problems that we hear are people dealing with Centrelink. At the moment, if you work more than one day a week and with this new bonus, it'll be about one and a half days a week, you still have to deal with Centrelink and report your earnings. And that is a big barrier to people. Uh, The New Zealand system's quite simple. You work and you pay income tax and you don't have a system of bonuses and penalties. And I think Australia needs to move towards that. The participation rate of over 65s in New Zealand is 25%. In Australia, it's only 15%, and when you look at pensioners, it's about 3%. So we know that we've got barriers to employment. There are 500,000 jobs going in Australia at the moment, and there are many, many pensioners who would fill those jobs if we changed our system and made it more like the New Zealand system. What other issues are you advocating for for pensioners at federal or state level? There's a desperate need for workers in aged care, child care, disability care, health care. The government should be looking in that particular area for a start to allow pensioners to work more without penalty. And I think it's really important that we get a simple system where you simply work and pay income tax.
1: That's Marcus Miguel speaking with Ian Henschke from National Seniors Australia. Now to the Australian share market, which rose 0.3% on the 200, 6,852. For more, I spoke earlier with Julia Lee from Spider ETF.
2: There's a lot to absorb on the Australian share market today. First of all, we've seen a lot of numbers. We've seen new vehicle sales hitting the highest level in five years, really showing a strong consumer and a strong economy. And we've also seen a and job ads up by 2% month on month. So the jobs market also looking pretty good. But, of course, all eyes are on the RBA rate hike that's expected tomorrow, and that's driving sector performance. So the worst-performing sectors the real estate area, consumer discretionary, areas that are interest rate sensitive, and of course also watching what's happening offshore, because it's a holiday in the US tonight, which means we get our leads from Europe, and things aren't looking so good there. We're seeing European futures down by around about 3% on the back of that energy crisis.
1: You mentioned the RBA there. What is the market exactly expecting, and how is it likely to flow through to the share market?
2: The market has priced in a 50 basis point hike, so half a percent tomorrow. And that would take the official interest rate here in Australia up to 2.35%. Now, that's still lower than our counterparts. We're expecting to see the Bank of Canada hiking by 75 basis points this week to 3.25%, a similar thing for US rates later on in the month. And of course, New Zealand's already at 3%. But that's really driving flows into some of those interest rate sensitive and out of those interest rate sensitive areas. And of course, just watching the European Central Bank this week as well, which is also expected to hike by 75 basis points.
1: You mentioned earlier that that stronger economy, that consumers aren't necessarily feeling too bad, they're still spending at the shops, retail sales are up. At the same time, a lot of investors are going to be getting a a bit of a capital reward, $42 billion worth of dividends to be paid to shareholders this month. That's as the cost of living rises. But how much do you think will go back into the share market? Because things are getting more expensive, and how much do you think investors will keep some of those dividends to themselves to spend?
2: It's interesting that you mentioned dividends, Ricardo, because dividends are so important, especially when you are seeing a slowing down in terms of the economy and volatility in the markets. I've done some numbers today just on the performance of the share market and seasonality, and September is actually the worst performing month for Australian shares, and those numbers are back to uh, 2000. So in the last 22 years, the average performance of the Australian market is a negative 1% for the month of September. But once you factor in those dividends, that becomes minus half a percent. So dividends being paid in September have a big part of performance for Australian investors. But With the cost of living rising, you'd have to think that a little bit less will be put back into the share market this year.
1: Final question. We've also been seeing a a rebalancing of the makeup of the S&P ASX 200 today. The likes of Zip, PointsBet, Life360, EML Payments, all leaving the index. They're all, you know, relative tech stocks. What does this say about the composition of the index now and the companies ruling the market? And, And exactly why should we care about this rebalancing?
2: The rebalancing just reflects price performance and the companies that have done well versus the companies that haven't over the last month and the last quarter. And if we have a look at, I guess, the companies that are leaving the index, their technology stocks, and if we have a look at how technology has performed in 2022, well, it's a worst performing sector of the market. I mean, last week for the US stock market, we saw US shares down by 3.3%. The week before, we saw a fall of 4%. So in that type of environment, you you are going to see growth out of favour and technology out of favour. And that's really what this rebalancing shows.
1: Julia Lee there, equity strategist, SPIDER ETF.